So, welcome to the PhotoFacts Podcast. We are... Uh, Jim told me not to say live, so I guess we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is episode 11. Yes, oh, look at me spiking. He's pointing to the thing saying that I'm spiking. I can turn it down. He just turned me down. But, yeah, it's, it, this is a great episode. Uh, we've got Mike Fulton from the Tricoast group. Tricoast, Tricoast Photography. Yeah, uh, Tricoast Photography, yes. Um, they have also created a group on Facebook called Lightcast, and it's, it's made up of a lot of big names. Um, and it's just a great group because there's a, they're, they're sharing knowledge, and it can be, you, can, you can be a beginner or a pro in there. And they're just, Absolutely. I mean, you know, I don't know if you know Dave Cross. That, that name showed up, and I was like, wow, that's cool. I don't know if, I haven't really been in there as much as Robert has, but uh, it looks pretty good. Um, so Robert, right, it's a, it's a great group. Uh, I was asked to join, uh, actually just a few days ago, the, the group is in its infancy, but not infancy in knowledge. Uh, there are some uh, very uh, household names, uh, lots of photographers that have household names that I'm sure you're going to recognize right away. And these are people that uh, want to see you succeed. Uh, they want to help. This is a great place. It's a great playground uh, with no bullies. Yeah. I guess that would be a good way to say it, right? Yeah. There's no bullies. Just, you don't have to worry about putting your stuff out there and them saying, "Oh, well, you should have done done this." You you know, you suck. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm sure at the same time they're not going to blow smoke up your rear end either. Right. But they're not going to have uh, you know critiques are meant to be helpful to help you improve. Sometimes it's not what we want to hear. Um, honestly, you know, I'll share. Um, as everybody knows, I'm I'm very much involved in the PPA and the PPOK. And uh, last year, uh, I wanted to enter some my first print competitions. I wanted to enter my first images, and my mentors, um, well, you know, Ross Benton, uh, Edith Blackwell from BWC, and I had some other friends. I actually had to look at the images as well. Uh, but um, you know, I I have a lot of mentors on here. Um, David Edmondson, Luke Edmondson, his son. I, I can't mention enough people. Mike is absolutely amazing from Tricoast. Saw him last year doing their TTL. And um, so anyway, lo and behold, I took some of my images that I were was very proud of and showed this group of mentors. And uh, they were all very polite. They were not rude. But they were very direct in saying, you're going to get murdered <laughs> you're going to get murdered in competition. You you have a long way to go uh. competition-wise. And they all said, you know, these are great images for clients. Clients are going to love these. They're going to eat them up. They're emotionally attached to them. They're sellable prints. But in a print competition with the, you know, you, you could get hammered pretty bad. So uh, that, that, for, for me, that that's uh, that's uh, surprising for me because I look up to to Robert as a mentor and I think he's a great photographer so that being said that means Dude, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of work to do if I think if I think Robert is a great photographer oh, and please. then those and those people say well, this you're going to get murdered in competition. I'll be well, like, murdered oh. is probably not the correct word. I, I know I'm what sure you're I'm saying. Ex- I'm, I'm exaggerating. Sure, but I understand that you didn't enter those. No, no. Yeah. I, I, I actually, uh, I, I probably should have. I probably should have done some cleaning up. And, uh, you know, but I, I really, I thought that maybe I should analyze my work and try and get better. And don't tell me about it. I'm looking right now at a photograph. We need to put this online. Put this on the show notes. Okay, 
in his office, he has a beautiful print of the over uh, overholzer truss bridge. Okay, that he did uh, some HDR do, to it, and I have to tell you, every time I come into his office, I look at that and think, man, I've never taken a good shot like that yeah. at the bridge. It's okay. It's okay. That's why it's in my office. It's not in the living room. I have a better a better image that I like of downtown Oklahoma City that I just recently took. Oh yeah, and that was when we did our I forty venture. That's right. We went to I forty and the old I forty where nobody was on. It was very uh, weird because it was it was like we were in a Last Day on Earth movie or something. Oh, I know. It's awesome. It was really cool. So okay, well we probably need to. You know, they want to go ahead and get to the interview. That's right. So yeah. we should probably do that. So let, let's let's put let's put the I forty picture up there because that's a pretty awesome. Okay, picture. I'll do that on the show. And now. I believe uh, I believe you're going to enter that into the uh, Lamar photo contest. I have yes, the Lamar billboards uh, contest. Uh, I entered that. Well, I sent it off. I don't know. I haven't heard anything. So I, I guess no news is good news. I don't know. Maybe it'll show up on a billboard here in Oklahoma. So maybe we should do that. Go get some McDonald's and sit by the sit by the billboard billboard and watch, watch all it. of it cycle through and see if one of yours is yours. That'd yeah. be awesome. Well, hopefully they'll contact me and tell me. But. Well, that would probably be good. Okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and get to the interview that we had to uh, tape separately uh, because we had one microphone. We did it via Skype with Mike Fulton from Tricos Photography. <laughs> Hi, and we're here with uh, Mike Fulton from Tricoast Photography, very successful photographers in Texas. And yes, Oklahoma people, we do know that you think you hate Texas, but you're going to love what this guy has to say today. Uh, Mike, how did you get started in photography? That's an easy question to start off with. Uh, That's a great question. Um, You know, I started in law enforcement, actually. um, Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and the local, I'm right on the Gulf Coast of Texas between Houston and, and, or actually between Galveston and Corpus Christi, and um, when I went to college, I actually went Uh for sports and and got hurt, so I I actually chased a girl into a criminal justice degree, (laughs) had no intentions of ever going to, you know, real college, I just wanted to to date women, and so I never got the date, but during that time, I found a, one of my instructors was, um, at that point, now it's it's called crime scene investigation, At, at that point, there was really no term for it. And I really found a passion for my crime scene investigation, the, those puzzles. And so I went into crime scene investigation, and a small part of my job was photography. And I'd always been interested in photography. I'd always had you know, a point-and-shoot or something of that nature, but I never really thought about it doing it full-time, professionally, or any of that. But learning my trade, and I'm a strong believer in whatever you do, you need to try to be the best at it. And so learning my trade as a crime scene investigator, I, I realized photography was a small but important part of it and so I, I kind of learned photography shooting crime scenes and, and wow. how to learn how to you know what the f-stop shutter speed and ISO was of course but more importantly most crime scenes were at night or in low light conditions so I really had to learn how to use a flash uh, correctly understand what the flash did how it metered what it looked at and so of course at that point it was very basic photography I wasn't trying to get creative I was just trying to get a nice solid image but mm-hmm. it, that's that's basically where it started. And so for years, I did basically photography of crime scenes um, at night, multiple flashes, you know, the, what we call painting with light, all that good stuff, but never had a creative aspect in it. It was very black and white. Wow, that that is absolutely amazing. I've done some crime scene photography as part of my past job as well, and I know how difficult that can, that can be showing up with just basically the bag or a case you have with you and 
making it happen as quickly as possible. Uh, that was that's the key, and, and and what's so kind of funny about it is what we're known for today is our wireless flash, and more importantly, the TTL aspects of the wireless flash, and the fast, effective aspects that we shoot. It all comes from that foundation. Exactly what you said. Very fast, very effective, very portable methods of shooting with effective results, and and we roll that over into what originally was our wedding work, and now we're a full-fledged studio, but it all, the foundation is all from the crime scene. Wow, that, that is absolutely, I, I have to tell you, I've, I've talked to a lot of people, and I don't think I've had anyone so far tell me they started with crime scene photography, so that is awesome. Uh, so let's talk I photographed death then, and I photographed death now, it's just the walking dead, the wedding, so we're all, we're all dead. Oh my god, I can't believe you went there, I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that that's amazing. Yeah, I love funerals too. That's that's my passion. I uh, I tell people that shooting weddings is like combat photography without the guns. But I photographed a couple of weddings that actually had weapons in it as well. So that can be kind of scary. Wow, this is absolutely a treat for everybody, especially myself. So now I just got invited to join this uh, Lightcast group on Facebook, mm-hmm. and uh, I have to tell you, I'm incredibly overwhelmed with the amount of talent that's in this forum and the I guess for a lack of a better word there's no egos in here there's uh no one's being mean there's nobody saying I'm better than you or my work is better than anything and it's a very open community to learn and it's only been going for uh, a week or two at the latest right yeah, absolutely. And and the Lightcast group is basically for photographers. We've been friends on a professional level first where we, we would speak together um, originally back at the Larson Softboxes had a basically convention called Light Pro down in Florida. And we were all educators at this event. And we after hours, we got to hang around and talk. And we just really became great friends. And and that is our foundation, our passion, is education, sharing knowledge with everyone. Because I know a lot of people gripe about newbies, and a lot of, a lot of the older people gripe about the new ones, and the younger ones gripe about the old ones, and all the other stuff. And you know what? <laughs> I don't care about any of that. I, I care about training the people that actually have a passion. Because as I teach, as we all teach, we also all learn. And, and that's kind of the whole foundation of what the Lightcast group created, I guess, six, seven years ago, the idea. And... We're still developing it because, you know, we all run our own business. So we all have our own, uh-huh. own thing going. And so it's not like we're, we're out to make money with this. The foundation was is we speak internationally or nationally, and we have a lot of education friends that are professional educators, and we bring them on board, and, and we know that these guys feel the same way we do because a lot of educators get a bad rap, and rightfully so, that all they want to do is sell products. And, and there are those out there. But the right. whole co- point of Lightcast Group was to bring – the people that we know that love to share just for the simple share, that likes to see that light bulb turn on, that likes uh-huh. to make sure that they know that the future of this beautiful, wonderful art of photography is going to be carried on by the next generation. And that's what it's all about. I mean, I, I'm looking at the page right now, and Dave Cross, um, one of the Photoshop gods, just posted, you know, and he's giving free tips and tricks. And then Mike Bryant, and, and the list goes on and on and on. And so it's just really exciting. I'm like a kid in a candy store, honest. Because I don't know who's going to post next, and it's it's very, very exciting. Okay, Mike, well, this is a great forum. Now, since all of you guys are educators, is there a possibility that this could turn into maybe an educational tour or maybe even uh, kind of a spinoff shootout after 
like a regular planned convention, like you know Southwest PPA or WPPI or anything like that? Is there is this going to possibly lead to something beyond the Facebook group? Well, the odds are yes. There's no question, but I don't know if any of those things you said are what, really what we want to do. Um, I definitely don't want to compete with the PPA. The four of us are very strong members of the PPA, and and um, I strongly believe in you know their conventions and and their state conventions, like you mentioned, Southwest, which both Oklahoma and Texas are involved in, and and then Texas School and all that stuff. And I think there's that's that's where the education needs to be. Now, with that said, is there going to be some maybe possibilities for online? aspects for education or helping other like young photographers other photographers hook up with some of these educators and fields that they need to do more like a business manager yeah i mean i think that that's some possibilities but uh, i don't see at this point us competing with um, the big conventions because i think there's already enough out there and i i quite honestly i i think that the ppa ones are the best and i'm not saying that because i'm a strong member of the ppa but i, I really believe because those are the true and tried and proven educators that speak at the PPA. They're not just internet famous. And I think that's one thing that in a sense, buyer beware for, for the person that wants to get educated is, is to make sure they know who they're getting educated from and do some research and not just take the word that they've, they see on the internet. So I don't know if um, the education aspect, as you said, will be there, but yeah, I, I see it probably rolling off. We, we really were, in many ways, I'm prepared for the feedback that we've gotten from the from the Facebook group. We have over 1,300 members now, and we probably only added about four or 500 of those. The rest came from other members. So wow. it's really been very positive and, and very wonderful. And for the four of us, this is kind of like a dream come true because we really want a no negative, only positive, free group for people to come and ask questions and not worry about other clients seeing it or other photographers seeing it and, and not be scared to ask those questions. And to us, that's, that's a dream. That's, that's fantastic. And I thank you so much for being honest with that because uh, uh, Jim and I kind of feel the same way. We are, we're very active in the PPA, or at least trying to be active in the PPA and in our own community. And we find that a lot of the new people are pushing away from those organizations because, in their words, you know, it's just a whole bunch of old people. Right. And, uh, you know, we're trying to make it young because I feel that these younger generations don't realize that maybe you may be dissing traditional portraiture, but that really has been around for 30 years in, in a particular uh, studio in Edmond, for example. Uh, he's been in business for over 30 years, and he's put two or three kids through college. So he must be doing something right. He's not a flash in the pan. Right. Well, and I think, and I agree with you, and I think the one thing is, and even myself, um, I'm I'm a past PPA hater, um, just for lack of understanding and, and what you said. And I, I'm 41, so I'm, I'm kind of at the, um, the old stage now, the old guy stage and not the young guy stage anymore. But my wife is 29, fixing to be 30, and so she's still at the young stage. But I look at the PPA very much like I look at life insurance. And when you're 18, 19 years old, you think life insurance is the biggest joke in the world. You don't even think of it. You don't even look at why would I spend that money per month on life insurance. I'd rather do it with other things. But as you begin getting, as you get older and your friends get older and you start having people pass away or get sick, you start realizing the value of life insurance. Or you have a family and you have kids and it's more, just, more than just about you. And I relate that to a photographer. When you're first in the business, it is just about you. You're that 18-year-old kid 
and you don't understand the value of what the PPA can do. You only see it as a dollar figure. And as you're in photography for a while and you have clients and you have clients that get upset with you and so you realize the legal aspects are good, you get more gear instead of just the, the entry-level camera. You get more professional gear and more lenses and stuff, and you realize the insurance that you get is worth it. You realize that that life insurance, the PPA, is a lot more valuable than you ever imagined. And I, I just think that's the big difference, and it's, and it's going to be tough to change. It's just something that people – need to understand when they get in photography that the PPA is there for you as a photographer if you're brand new or if you've been in the business for 40 years it's still for you oh my god I'm telling you right now I'm sitting here doing a happy dance trying not to make any noise and Jim is like going what what and I'm like I love this guy he is just (laughs) I'm I'm telling you right now that was absolutely amazing Uh, you know Jim and I are actually going to have a small program at our upcoming state convention and we're constantly trying to get the new people to come. You know, come try us. Come try us. So what you just said is something I had never even envisioned as a way of explaining it to them. So I, I thank you so much for sharing that with us. That was, wow. I'm, I, I, wow. I, I just want to say, everybody, this was not a paid endorsement. <laughs> well, no, it's not. I am a strong believer in the PPA, and I, and I think also you have to get involved, and I think that's the other thing that the youth don't understand. Any, and it goes to the very older photographers, the experienced photographers, that the PPA has changed, but so has the photography industry. And you have to get involved to make a change. I look at the PPA much like I look at my mama. And there's a lot of things that when I was younger that I didn't like my mama doing to me. But I knew <laughs> deep down inside that everything mama did to me was because she really, truly had my best interest in heart. And that's the way I look at the PPA. And the only way you're going to be able to, to I guess, in, entice or turn your mother's word or her viewpoint is to get involved with your mother and actually prove your point to her. And that's the way you have to do with PPA. You have to get involved. If it's on a state level, if it's at your guild, if it's at regionals or if it's at nationals, it doesn't matter. It takes work. It's more than just buying your membership. You get what you out of it, what you put into it. And, and again, when I'm not trying to go off on it, but I came from the world where I truly disliked and despised the PPA, and especially the Texas PPA when I was younger. I had some bad, bad experiences, and I was a cop, and so I had an ego on my chest, and I said, you know, forget the PPA, I'm moving on. And it wasn't until years later, again, when I understood the value and I met the, the people in there that were actually truly helping people, and it, they became the mentors of my photography industry, my photography career, and they changed the way that not only I saw the PPA, but I saw photography in, in general. And that's, that's, to me, the greatest value of the PPA is the membership and the friends that you make that truly, when you don't know what's going to happen or you don't know what to do, you can pick up the phone and call someone. Wow, that I'm, I'm just sitting here. We only have one headset, so uh, uh, Gemini's heads are very close together, and he's listen, <laughs> listening in. You can hear him laughing in the background. That is absolutely amazing. I, I'm about ready to cry. It's so good. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's go to another topic real quick. We we always try and keep these to 15 minutes, but I have to tell you, the information you're giving us is such heartfelt, truthful information. I think that our our listeners really really need it. Oh, yes, the two guys in prison. That's, that's what we always joke about because they like our voices. <laughs> um, so when you first started in photography as a professional, uh, can you? is there something that you wish you knew or wish you would have changed or wish you wouldn't have done that might have helped your career long term that we can share with the new people entering photography today? 
Yeah, there's there's several, but I think the biggest for me, and I have I have lots of college degrees, and they're all in the science, chemistry, biology fields, and I really thought, and again, the ego aspect, I really thought, I know what I'm doing. If I can get a degree in chemistry, I know what I'm doing. That has nothing to do with business, absolutely nothing, and I really feel hire your weakness is probably the best advice I can give to a young young photographer, even an old photographer. Whatever you don't like, hire someone to do that. It's going to pay off in the long run. If you don't know business, hire a business manager or a business or office assistant. If you don't know taxes, by far, hire a CPA. That's what they live to do, to save you money and find those things and to keep your butt out of trouble. Whatever you don't like, hire your weaknesses. If I would have known that, if I would have let the ego get off my shoulders and look at what I love about photography and what I don't love about photography – Put the love on one side and say, I got it covered. Put the things that I hate on the other side and say, now, who is the best to take care of that? And find a person to take care of it. I would have grown not only my business, but I would have been a lot healthier because I would have been happier and spent more time with my family, fishing, golfing, whatever the heck you like to do in life. Wow. That is uh, so basically outsource what you either don't like or not good at. Yeah, absolutely. It makes it makes it stronger because then your weakness becomes your strength, and then as a team you become stronger. And that's that's what Tricos is built on. There's three of us. We all have our strengths and weaknesses, and together we make one pretty damn good photographer. Really, is that the reason? Because I have to tell you, uh, I saw you guys last year in person for the first time at um, I believe it was Southwest. Um, Yes, I think it was at Southwest. I saw you for the first time in person. I had obviously okay. seen you on um, some of the videos online, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually did purchase your book, by the way, just to let you know, last year, which is absolutely amazing way of doing TTL. Thank you. Uh, and I'm a Nikon guy. I think you guys are Canon, both Canon, but I'm a Nikon guy. Yeah, we teach guy. both. We teach both. And up till the new 600 came out for Canon, Nikon was kicking Canon's butt in the flash world. So Man, I have to tell you, I, you know, it's really funny because most of my man crushes, you know, yourself included, uh, you guys all shoot Canon. I'm the only one shooting Nikon. I feel left out all the time. And that's oh, no, We got a good out. friend. One of our one of our good friends, Rich, Diamond Rich, we call him out of Savannah, Georgia. It's our Nikon specialist. And like when Texas school and other schools were teaching Georgia school at the end of this month, we bring him in. And so that way we don't leave you Nikon people out. We want we want to make you feel comfortable because it, it, it is. I mean, it, you learn from someone that shoots your, your brand of camera. The science is the same, but you feel more comfortable because you guys go through it every day, and, that, and that's, that's the whole goal. When we teach, we want you to go home with a positive understanding of the class, and, and so we always bring in um, Diamond Dave um, so he can, um, he can understand everybody. Oh, I thought it was awesome. I, I really, I even if you wouldn't have had someone there doing Nikon, I, it was perfectly understandable, at least for me, the way you were explaining with the light and the sun and basically setting up a studio outside using the sun as one of your light sources. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, it's, it's all the same. It's all the same. It's no different. That was awesome. Okay, well, listen, I think that's going to wrap it up for us right now. So uh, this is Robert with Mike Fulton from Tricos Photography. We'll get all those links that he talked about on our show notes, and uh, we're going to send this right back to Jim. Now it's time for Photo Fact. Hey, guys, this is Mike Fulton from Tricoast, and I wanted to give you a quick tip about TTL lighting. We're known for our wireless flash and mainly the TTL aspect. And I think the beauty of it is TTL does 90% of the work for you, if not more. And if you just go into it with an open mind, you almost have to reboot your mind if you come from the manual world. 
And the beauty of TTL is you don't have to worry about ratios. It does it all for you. We, we have a term called manual ratios, and it's sense that it's the distance the subject is to the light. So if you have two lights in TTL and off-camera flash, put them both in the same channel, both in the same group, so they're both outputting the same amount of power. The one closest to your subject will be the main, the brightest light. The one farthest from the subject will be the weakest or your field light. And with that, you can easily make any ratio of lighting you want without having to worry about the math or the science of what a ratio is. It makes it easy, it makes it fast, and it makes it effective, especially for your wedding photographers where time happens fast or you senior photographers, your grad photographers where you want to actually have a high-impact, high-paced, fast-paced session. Stop worrying about all the math. Let the science of the technology of these expensive flashes work for you and start understanding how TTL works. Oh, no.